Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legends. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey, man, how's it going? I'm doing okay. Other than this, um, another horrible Met loss that we're going to get oh, into very soon. Um, but you guys know the deal. We talk sports, entertainment, everything else. So feel free to um voice your opinions on any of these following topics. You know, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to um, lead off with, with baseball, talk about the Mets, the, the horrible state of the Mets right now, and the bullpen. Stop me if you haven't heard this before, <laughs> especially if you've been, you know, listening to this show for the past 11 years. We're going to get into that very soon. Uh, we're going to talk about the Yankees, um, you know, doing their thing. We'll get into that as well. Um, WWE, um, Sasha Banks is, you know, a fit, you know, finally joins Bailey as a double champion. We'll get into that. Bray Wyatt attacking um, Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss after the, um, you know, at the end of SmackDown. And what, what I think that will mean for a potential... Braun Strowman versus uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt rematch. Um, and, uh, you know, oh, yeah, and also uh, Tom Tipito. You know, he had his press conference a few days ago. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about that since it's now official. Yep. But, uh, you know, most importantly, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999. Nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to um you know let your voice be heard. Whether you agree or disagree with me, you know me and Mac would love to hear what you guys have to say. But um yeah, let's let's just let's go right into baseball. And the million dollar question right now is: Should the Mets trade Edwin Diaz? And it's a it's a very man. I mean, it's as it's as close to a slam dunk question as you could you could get. Um, the obvious answer is yes. The Mets should trade Edwin Diaz because this guy has been a bust. You know, he clearly can't pitch in New York. I mean, he was dominating Mar- with the Mariners in Seattle. Had like what fifty nine saves. Mm-hmm. for saves and then get traded to the Mets last year and he didn't have not even one back to back save. I think he had twenty six saves, but he blew seven seven of them. I mean Man. he's been he's been horrible. Do I think the Mets should trade him right now? Should should the Mets trade him? Yes. Do I think the Mets will and you know will they? I don't think so because right now, if you trade him, it's, it's at the worst possible value you have for this guy because this guy in Seattle, he was an elite um, for that season. He was an elite closer. If you trade him right now with, with his con- confidence being shot, you're not going to get anything for this guy. My solution would be to just use him as a, you know, a six-inning guy. Or, or you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I, I, I clearly do not trust them as a, as a, as the closer. I don't trust them even as a setup man. You know, with the, with with this team. Um, it, I mean, it's a terrible state of the bullpen, right? To be honest with you, um, Mets lost by the final score seven to one uh, today. Michael Walker, he, he he pitched horrible. I mean, Posse, 
or 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 or, 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 or Fonzie from you know from Muppets, you know he'd be you know he'd be disappointed with Waka Waka pitching the, <laughs> pitching the way he was you know in, in this game. I mean, as good as he was in his first start, that's how horrible he was in his his in, in this start tonight. I mean, he he pitched like Rick Porcello, you know, and and that um. That uh, that first game, actually yesterday I should say, because yesterday they he was two outs away from potentially recording a victory. Um, the Mets man they 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 blew a a six run lead and I mean the Mets I mean what can I say they they had I'm trying to think who who homered I think it was Nemo who homered. Uh, Cespedes had like this big hit um, yesterday, and then the bullpen you, you, because Porcello didn't pitch good, they had to go into the bullpen early. Lugo didn't have it, Batanzas didn't have it, and they, you know, oh, Batanzas was, was bad too. Yeah, man, it was, it was like ten six, I think, into the to the eighth or so, or ten four, I can't even remember. And then the the final score was eleven eleven ten. Mm, wow. Typical Mets, man. It was just like that game against the Nationals last year where they blew, for the first time in Met history, they blew a seven-run lead um, last year against the Nationals. And, of course, we know what happened to the Nationals later that year. And if you don't believe me, ask the Astros. And um, it's just this this, this team, man. I, this, I can't even blame Rojas for this. And, it, it it's the, the people who I blame for this is the Will Pond for for nickel and diming the fans and Brody Van Wagenen who who for the most part I, I I haven't had any problems with him really you know I like the people that he hired around him and their aggressive their aggressiveness drafting players and making sure they get signed and all you know and all that stuff but. The reason why the Mets are struggling right now is because they don't have a legit manager, and I'm not. I'm not. It's not to say that Luis Rojas won't be a good manager in the future, but we just went through that whole song and dance with Mickey Calloway, who was arguably the worst manager I've ever seen. Not only in my history, but period. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just goes without saying. Like. And to me, this this falls on the Will Ponds not going after Girardi. This also goes for Brody Van Wagenen not, you know, making the effort to try to go after Girardi because he wanted to hire a guy that he could exhale with, meaning that I guess he felt Girardi would be too demanding because, uh, you know, Girardi has that, that um, reputation of, you know, being a, a great manager, but sometimes he rubs people the wrong way because of his um, – I guess he sticks to the books and all, and all that stuff. To me, if you're about winning, you got to get the best possible person, and that's what that's what the um that's what exactly what happened to the Jets with, with Adam Gates. Also, they 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 settled. They could have got um Mike McCarthy, but instead they got Adam Gates. And I don't know what's up with my teams, man. They just they just settled for less, and then they wonder why they they haven't won a championship in thirty plus years. 30, 40, and, and soon to be 50-plus years with the, with the Knicks. And and, and what should we call it? The, the Jets have, haven't won the championship in 50 years. It's like it's a, it's a joke. It's an utter joke. But, yes. I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on uh, the, basically the Mets? Do you think the Mets should trade Edwin Diaz? What, what's your whole thought? Well, you know, Edwin Diaz, yeah, he's, he's clearly not meant for New York. You know, he, like I said, it was either last week or the week before where I said, he looks like one of those guys that don't have the mentality to play here, you know, in front in the bright lights in New York City. And we've seen mm-hmm. tons of guys who come here who haven't performed, um, you know, in New York. You know, they've been great in, in other places, but once they come here, it's an entirely different story. You know, whether it be Eduardo uh, Eduardo Alfonso, um, whether it be um, 
Alfonso. I don't know. Cool. Edgardo Alfonso. I hope you're not talking about Edgardo Alfonso. No, not Edgardo Alfonso. I'm talking. Um, what's what's the 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 guy that you wanted to? You always wanted him to be a man, and he came here and on on the perform. Um, what's his name? Uh, again? His name. Let me try uh, to think. Who could this be? I think he was an infielder. Um, hmm. Who could this be? This is a. How how many years ago was this first thing? Oh, this was years ago. This was like early two thousands. Early two thousands. Oh, well, this was Alamar. There you go, Alamar. <laughs> yeah, Alamar. There you go, Alamar. Um, Castillo. Yeah. I mean, Mets have a horrible, horrible record with with second basemen. I mean, especially like established second basemen. I mean, they've been hard. The only good second baseman they've had probably is um, would be probably Gardner Alfonso. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, other than the championship years that they had, but other than that, like they've they have a horrible, horrible record when it comes to second basemen. Yeah, star second basemen. They come to the team and then they just they're all washed up. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, you know, there's guys here who come here. They, you know, they. I don't know if there's just the big market that they're just uh, intimidated by, but Edwin Diaz seems like he's one of those guys, mm. you know, and I don't know if it's gonna, if it's going to change. So Mets might as well just, you know, trade him and get some assets, you know, young assets you know, for the future. Cause I know there's a lot of teams that could use Edwin Diaz, you know, and Mets could get some draft picks out of it. So I do think they should trade him, you know, this year. You know, don't wait until next year. Do it this year, you know, while we have a shortened season. And maybe have a Batantis or someone else close, you know, because right now Diaz is a bust. You can't put him, you can't trust him in a big game, man. You can't. I wouldn't trust him in the big game at all. So you definitely got to trade him right now. And the last great closer the Mets had, do you know who that is, Will? Um, in my opinion? Probably probably Billy, be Billy Wagner. Oh, well, I mean, for me, it was great that year until the World Series. So I guess I would have to say familiar, even though he did kind of choke in the World Series. But leading up to that, uh, he, he, was, he was a very good closer. You, you might think I'm crazy, but I think Mejia was a great closer for you guys. Who? Mejia. Yeah, Mejia was good. I liked I, I liked thought Mejia. he was a great closer. I thought yeah, but if, if it wasn't for his uh you know shenanigans with the Yeah, the um, PEDs. The P E D he, he could have still been a closer till now, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he he was one of the rep players to get the three strikes and you're out. Yeah, so I thought he was the last great Mets closer. You think about it, that shutdown closer. Where you know it's over. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't that shaky, if I remember, was he? Uh I don't think I, I don't think so. I mean, I'd have to remember, but I don't think he was. I don't really think he was that shaky. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really liked him. Yeah, I liked him too. For you guys, I thought he was good. You know, he didn't give you like you know migraines like uh, Benitez or Looper or um, yeah. Familia. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a story for even K Rod, you know, they you know, a bunch of them that yeah, closers, you know, been like that. You can even like you can even put the you know, arguably one of the greatest closers of Mets history, and not the greatest, you know, John John Franco and that that thing too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not it's not easy. You know, do, you know, closing in New York. It's not, yeah. And, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys do get intimidated by that. You know, but yeah, just it, Diaz, man. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, it's just, I just think it's too little, too late, man. To they're they're just stuck. Because if they try to trade him, 
they're not going to get any value back for him because everybody knows he's, he's, he's unreliable. And they give up their top prospects for him. Um, yeah. Kalenic, who's this, this guy's, you know, outfielder who, who could really hit. And they gave him up. In, and then they got back Cano, which, I mean, Cano shows some flashes of, you know, of his, of his great hitting here and there. Right. But, yeah, man, Cano was like, what? How old is he? Like 37, 39 years old? I forgot how old he is. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's up there around Probably that age. Probably 39, you know. Yeah. And he's playing, you know, he wants to still play second base, you know. Which, I mean, he's okay, but, you know, father time, you know, is ca- catching up. Yeah. You know. Man, I, that's just a... Uh, so, yeah, man, we, Lord knows what the Mets are going to do in the future because they, they really need to shake things up. But them not them not trying to go after Girardi or at least an experienced coach is what, what's buying them right now. You know, Rojas is going to growing pains, you know, as a, as, a, as a manager. Will he be a good manager in the future? Possibly, but... After after going to what they went through with Mickey Calloway, th- there's no reason why they should have had him. They should have hired an inexperienced, you know, manager. So it is what it is. Um, thing gears um, with the Yankees. Um, you know, as usual, the Yankees are doing well. They, you know, they put a hurting on the the Red Sox. Um, yeah, and Yankees, you know, they beat up on the Orioles, and um, their 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 season was impacted by the, you know, by the Marlins. Like, at least 17 Marlins, people affiliated with the Marlins have been getting, you know, you know sick with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees yeah. were one of the teams that were affected directly. Um, I think Mets are going to be playing them soon as well. But yeah, what's your thoughts on the Yankee season? Their their typical hot season so far. They are what we thought they are. Mm-hmm. No, they are what we thought they we <laughs> thought they were. I should say. Um, yeah, they've been playing well. You know, they're on a five game winning streak right now. Um, you know, they've been uh, hitting a lot of home runs. You know, as usual, uh, Aaron Judge hit a hit a home run again for the third straight game. Um, Gio Ashurla had a grand slam uh, tonight uh, after I think Luke Boyd no actually did Luke Boyd have a grand slam today or is it no yesterday or the day the game before I can't remember but Luke Boyd had a grand slam in one of those games in one of the last couple games but the Yankees uh, they're playing real well pitching has been decent I mean Cole he's been cold you know very dominant you know, he's only allowed that, um, well, two home runs so far in the season, but those are the only two runs that he's given up so far. But other than that, he's been very dominant. Uh, Tanaka looked good today, although he only pitched, the manager only let him, let him pitch two games. So he didn't really go that far. Uh, eventually, you're going to see him pitch more innings. Um, he only pitched two innings? He only pitched two innings, yeah. He got in trouble there. Um in the in the second inning, so then the the manager you know got him out. I, I don't know why he got him out of the game so early. You know maybe just to give him a rest because you know he did get hit in the face with that baseball in one of the exhibition games, and this was his first game back since. So maybe that could be it to just to uh, you know give him a little bit rest for you know future uh, game. Means that he'll be pitching. I don't know. I don't know what the case was, because I think he could have still went, you know, three more innings at least. But uh, pitching uh, still kept the Red Sox locked down. I mean, Red Sox are not a good team this year. It looks like they may be even tanking. You know, you guys, the Mets just swept. Didn't you guys sweep them at uh, Fenway? Yep. And they uh, came here and swept you guys. Uh yeah, that's that's what the record said. It, I mean, if the Mets would have <laughs> played well and kept the bullpen, you know, had a decent bullpen, they would have uh, swept them at home. But yeah, yeah, I guess the the only 
silver lining is that we swept them in Fenway, you know. Yeah. You know, we're with their butts, you know, like 86, you know. But, hey, if the Mets bullpen would have did what they would have done, they would have swept them all four games. But it is what it is. Uh, just another long season for the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, it's still uh, it's a short season, but we still got a long way to go. You know, but the Yankees look good so far. You know, six and one. You know, it's pretty much how I imagine the season would start off. You know, guys, some guys still aren't hitting yet, but you know, uh, still uh, seven games in. So, yep. so far, so good. So far, so good with the Yankees as always. So, we'll definitely keep you guys posted if. We have we even have a season because of this these constant coronavirus outbreak and you know the commissioner Manfred said if these um, outbreaks continue he'll have no choice but to close down the the season which unfortunately that looks like a realistic scenario because every day it looks like a Marlins getting the coronavirus I think there, there was two uh, what uh, Cardinals that got it so yeah it, it's really getting out of hand just. Just with the the Marlins alone, so yeah, the Marlins are trying to ruin the Yankee season. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time. I think, I think that the if I'm not mistaken, Derek Jeter would know firsthand about oh, what yeah. the Marlins did in '03. Mm-hmm. Yep. But hey, we'll see what happens end of the year with the the Yankees' um typical fast start. But um, switching gears, um, a, a team that we both love, that we hope gets to a fast start um, player development-wise is um, the New York Knicks. And um, they made the right choice. They they got the man they were looking for in Tom Thibodeau, you know, a no-nonsense, defensive specialist type of guy in Tom Thibodeau. Um, you know, the guy knows firsthand what it's like um, to play tough games in in New York as a assistant head coach with the Knicks, especially under Van Gundy. I mean, he was an assistant coach with the Knicks from like 96 to 2003. And then he would uh, later win a championship with Boston as an assistant coach under Doc Rivers. And then he had, uh, you know, not, oh, yeah, of course, then he had, um, he also had a successful um, coaching, you know, run with with Chicago. But um, unfortunately for him, his his stop in Minnesota wasn't, um, so a lot, very, it was a very underwhelming um, situation. Um, I think he did snap their their playoff playoffless streak that first year, but you know after that it was like downhill for that organization, and you know they got rid of him. But I think it's a good start for him. You know he he's a local guy. I think he's from Connecticut. His family is a you know grew up a Knicks fan. Obviously he was assistant coach on the Knicks right at the tail end of uh, you know the Knicks dominance in the 90s so i mean to him you know he know like he said it was a dream come true you know he he knows he remembers when the knicks you know when you said the new york knicks you know the opposition used to shudder you know now they just snicker but Mm -hmm. i think he's going to get us back to um being us being a specialist on defense you know because that's the Knicks, historically, their calling card. You know, that was their calling card in the 50s, you know, when they went, um, when they lost what, three straights in the finals, you know, under Joe Lapchuk. You know, they the two championship teams uh, in 70 and 73 under Red Holtzman. And, of course, the, the, the 90s Knicks teams, you know, under, um, you know, Pat Riley and um, Van Gundy. I mean, defense is in the Knicks' DNA, so they need to get back to the basics. 
and, you know, play defense, share the ball. And that's why, you know, the development of these young guys like R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, even Ilakina, and then, of course, the um, whoever's the potential that the Knicks are going to pick, which, you know, some people think it might be LaMelo Ball, but with the Knicks um, drafting history recently, I mean, you could even say ever since after the first draft when they when they drafted um, uh, Hewing, you know, it's been it, – they never get the number one pick, man. They, they always—it's like it's just always downhill. So we're cursed. I, until, we're cursed. Yeah. So until the Knicks win the lottery pick, I'm not gonna believe that. I'm not gonna assume that they'll get Ball, you know, or any of these guys, you know, top guys. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's um, when when is the draft happening? I think in October. Is it really this month or October? I, I forgot. Maybe October, I think. Let me let me go check. I saw it last. Um, I think I saw it last week. But let me check to see when this uh, draft is going down. We gain respectability. Uh, Leon Rose, man, he has to. He ha- he ha- he has to hit a bunch of home runs when it comes to drafting, trading, and acquiring talent because. You know, until they until they have a strong nucleus of homegrown guys, none of these these star players are coming. And I'm glad that the the Knicks they didn't they didn't hire Jason Kidd with some long shot uh, of them trying to think that because he's close with Kidd, Greek Freak would come over here. I'm glad that they took the best guy. But you know, what's your thoughts, Max? Man, listen, I know people are hyping up Lonzo Ball. It's Lonzo, right? Or is it LaMelo? I keep forgetting which one is which. You like the Bella twins over there. Or all these <laughs> twins yeah, in this Lamello. ball family. LaMelo. 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 Lonzo is uh, the, the, the one that's already in the league. Yeah, I'm not, you know, if we get him, we get him. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be, like, celebrating or throwing a parade, you know, if the Knicks draft him. You know, because Knicks have been a comic relief like Lucille Ball. So, uh, you know, I, I could care less right now. The Knicks, I, I like the hiring of Tom Thibodeau. I, I really like that, that he's come back, and hopefully he can preach these young guys some defense because Knicks haven't played defense in 20 years, all right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully the, he can implement a defensive philosophy with this team, and then the offense will get going. Um, so it's a great hire. Um now you got to draft. You got to draft mm-hmm. better now, you know, and get these young guys to play play up to their potential. And maybe the Knicks can go somewhere. You know, I sent you that article today. Knicks are the third most valued franchise. Think about mm-hmm. it. Third most valued franchise, and we haven't won anything since 1974. Mm-hmm. You would think, like, uh, uh, wow, they're third – most valuable franchise. They probably have won twenty something championships, mm-hmm. like the Yankees. Nope. Yep. We only have what two or three to show for it. Whatever. Two. Two. Yeah, like seventy and seventy three. We we gotta man. We 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 got something's gotta change. This has to stop. It has to stop with getting coaches every year. Uh, you know, not going to the playoffs, winning sixteen games every year. There has to be a change now going forward. You know, and hopefully this Thibodeau hiring will, you know, will be a step in that direction, in the right direction. Yeah, man. Amen to that, man. And hopefully things will change on um, Friday, October 16th, because that's when the draft is coming. So Nick's got to make sure that, well, I mean, I like the hirings that they hired behind the scenes. Um to try to turn this team around. But, you know, now it's time to put up or shut up. You know, they got to develop the players that they already have already and, you know, draft, you know, because the Knicks, man, Superman ain't coming to save them. 
you know, <laughs> not even Clark Kent is going to sign with this team. So they got to, they got to, they got to get their act together because mm-hmm. they, they, they need two supermen. They need, they need two superstar players to come here and change the, the, the dynamic of this team. Because other than 2013, when they had Jason Kidd and, and Tyson Chandler that one year, it's all been downhill. It's, it's, it's been completely terrible. You know, the NBA is a la- laughing stock. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, the Knicks have been a laughing stock, man. You got little kids nowadays. They don't even know the Knicks was, was ever good. Yep. I mean, that's sad, you know. Kids that, kid, yeah, kids won't, kids don't know because they never seen the Knicks, man. Unless they know, unless they're, they're like, Huge NBA fans that know the history of the game and all that stuff, they're not going to know that. Shoot. So they need to change the dynamic. And that's that's basically what I've said about the, the Mets, too. Like, they need to – they really need to spend the money to to um, to get – to to get go after the, the top players, but they got to draft well, you know, or else it's just going to be just another wasted season. You have a talented guy like um, Jacob Legrand on the Mets, and then you got you know these these young guys and and Barrett and um, Mitchell Robinson, man. You don't want to waste their 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 talent, man. Yeah, you're right. You know, look at Melo. Melo, now he's in uh, Portland Trailblazers, man. You know he he he's this close to not winning a championship, so. You know that's why that's why these you know these New York teams gotta get their act together, or else a lot of these great stars are gonna you know end their career, you know like Patrick Ewing, or my other boy Mike Piazza man, without a title, you know. So we'll see we'll we'll see what happens with that. But um. Yeah, on to um, WWE, and um, yeah, that, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Uh, the, the main event on on Raw, it was Oscar versus uh, Sasha Banks for the the um, the Raw Women's Championship, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was a good match, and um, I, I I really liked the ending, you know. Because it showed it showed the difference between Oscar and um and Sasha Banks. Like Oscar literally she sacrificed her her um opportunity to become champion again, you know, even though she you know, she lost her title in a controversial fashion at that pay per view event, you know, when Bailey um you know, Oscar spit the the green mist into the referee and then Bailey um, you know, took the took the referee's um, jersey and counted, you know, one, one, two, three to give Sasha a tainted false victory as the, you know, the the Raw Women's Champion until um, Stephanie basically waved it off and, and made the title vacant, which, you know, Sasha legitimately won it on, uh, on Raw because Bailey attacked... Um, Kyrie Sane backstage and that distracted um Oscar and basically you know Kyrie Sane was was calling for Oscar to help her and that and Oscar legitimately get you know got counted out to give her, to lose her opportunity to be a you know to to regain the title and um Sasha is, is now a double champion just like, um, you know, uh, Bailey, which is what I was saying since last week. If you if you're gonna give um, Sasha a, such a a weird and tainted victory on you know at the pay per view event um, with Extreme Rules, then you might as well go all the way. If if she, if they're gonna vacate the title, they 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 you know they they should put the title on Sasha which they did and apparently initially that wasn't the their original plan they were gonna make Oscar win the title back which to me would have made no sense because you know the only way it would have made sense is if um, the title change never happened 
and the title never got vacant. The title would have went back to her. But since you, you know, Sasha was at the brink of history, which she did do um, finally on Monday Night Raw, coming a doubles champion, being of the Raw and um, tag team champion. You know, now she, she holds both both the titles, just like Bailey is the, the SmackDown and tag team champion. So um, they made the right decision. Um, you know, what's your thoughts? I, well, I didn't agree with the way the title changed hands, you know. I thought it should have been a clean, it should have been a clean win. Instead of having Asuka counted out and for Sasha to, you know, to get the title. Um, it was a great match, but the finish I did not like. You know, they, and I, I assume there's going to be a rematch at SummerSlam, you know, and um, maybe Oscar winning the title back, you know, this time with a clean finish, but I didn't like the way, you know, Sasha got the title. So, um, which one would you have preferred? Would you have preferred Asuka win the title back or Sasha winning it but cleanly? I would have preferred Sa- uh, Sasha winning it cleanly. Yeah. You know? That would have been – because right now, it's it's still a tainted title, really. Well, yeah. That's how I look at it. You know? Asuka went to help her friend and then got counted out. I mean, that's not really a win to me. So that's that's two wins in a row Sasha can't claim. So I, see your, I see your point. SummerSlam but, is going to determine, because uh, I think they're going to, you know, most likely fight at SummerSlam at this point. Um, and I think Oscar will win it. Yeah, most likely. And then I guess I'll lead to Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, by the way, uh that was Kyrie Sin's last appearance with the company. Wow. Yeah, she thanked um, you know, the company you know, like minutes after we all went off the air. Wow. So uh yeah, apparently she's going back to Japan, you know. So, you know, best of luck to her. But um yeah, I thought it was a good match. You know, I, I understood. Yeah, it was a good um, match. But, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see um, if this will lead to the eventual Shayna Baszler matchup. The other big news that came out of, um, you know, WWE on SmackDown was... Um, Bray Wyatt had a, a Firefly Fun House, and you know after um, Nikki Cross lost her, um, uh, you know another title opportunity against uh, Bailey um, for the for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Alexa Bliss tried to console her friend after the loss, and Nikki Cross, uh, you know, pushed her and walked away, which opened up the you know, the opportunity for the fiend Bray Wyatt to um, attack, um, you know, um, Alexa Bliss with the mandible claw, which I think this right here is going to lead to um, Braun Strowman coming out of the water and officially challenging, um, you know, the fiend for a title. Because... um, yeah, basically, um, Braun Strowman, you know, he it, it was well known that he, you know, he had a a thing for Alexa Bliss because they were teaming up, you know, in the mix the mix um, mix match challenge like from a few years ago, and then Bray Wyatt in the horror the the, the um, swamp match the Wyatt swamp match, he made a. Um, you know, he he basically had Sister Abigail take the form of um, um, Alexa Bliss to lure um, Braun Strowman back, you know, to the Wyatt family. And then that's when Wyatt 
basically attacked them and won the the Wyatt Schwamp fight. So this is this also led to the reawakening of the Fiend, and um, this will lead to a a title match at at um, SummerSlam. Even I don't think it's official yet since uh, we haven't seen Braun Strowman yet. But what was your what was your thoughts um, about the you know Braun Strowman attacking Alexa Bliss and you know Nick, uh, Nikki Cross losing the the title to Bailey, the title opportunity to Bailey? Yeah, that that was that was crazy. Um, the uh, whole Alexa Bliss thing uh, and her possibly being now um, Sister, Sister Abigail. Abigail? Yeah, although I think it's a, I, I think it's a distraction. Cause you know who I think really is gonna be Sister Abigail, Nikki Cross. Oh, Nikki, yeah, yeah. I I'm think she's that gonna, for years. Yeah, I think she's and she's become crazier too lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the WWE's playing mind games with us with this whole Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt, Braun storyline. You know, mm-hmm. so I think um, Nikki's gonna end up being sister and betraying Alexa Bliss and mm-hmm. Braun is going to try to save Alexa Bliss and yep. they might see maybe a tag team match uh, Braun and Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross and, and The Fiend maybe yeah that's a great idea I didn't even think of I didn't even think of that tag team possibility but yeah yeah you know and Bailey I'm getting tired of Bailey with her storyline mm-hmm. you know her her lesbian haircut and you know, <laughs> and her and her shenanigans. Um, I can't take her seriously anymore. You know, I've been waiting for her to fight Sasha, but that looks like WWE's never gonna have that angle where you know one of them betrays each other. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't. I, I'm getting tired of her already. Um, yeah, Sasha Banks and, and Bailey are gonna. Eventually fight each other. Probably you at think so? Yeah, not right now. I think that soon. I think that should have happened already. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's not. I think that's the match is gonna happen at WrestleMania at the earliest. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. I don't think they're gonna with the whole double, double, champion thing. I think they'll probably ride it out for a few more months, and then afterwards, then they'll get, around SummerSlam is when they're gonna. You're gonna see the cracks a little bit, and then yeah. that Royal Rumble is when they they really start feuding, or maybe even right after Royal Rumble is when the, you know when the feud will really start. We'll see, we'll see, you know, because uh, I thought it would have happened at this year's WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah, or not even at this year's WrestleMania, or you know, one of the last pay per views, one of the last few pay per views. <sighs> Yeah, this 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 um quarantine man is making a mush a lot of lot of um storylines instead of them organically taking place. I mean, Braun Strowman has been fighting seen this whole entire summer. Yeah. Like I mean, you know Bray Wyatt this whole entire summer, and Drew McIntyre he's he's in a fight or in. Which I mean, I don't know. It just really doesn't do anything for me. And the rumor is Orton might win it. Which to me, I, I felt if there was going to be a title, if he was going to drop the title, he should have dropped the title to Lashley. Lashley never won the title. That would have definitely built up his star star status and potentially to a Lesnar um, Lashley match, but. You know, you know how WWE is, man. They just, they never want to give people what they want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, let me see what what happened. Uh, AEW, um, Keith Lee. You know, he he um he uh, you know he he gave up his title. Um, I think I spoke about that last week. But um. You know, as a result, he gave up the uh, NXT North North American title. So as a result, 
for the next five weeks, um, including I think this, this past week, uh, basically they're gonna have five kind of five triple threat matches in a row to determine who's gonna compete in the ladder match to determine the new North American champion. So, I mean that that's that's basically the state of uh, you know NXT really. Uh, AEW, um, Chris Jericho is teasing that there's going to be a shocking guest that's going to officiate over his and um, Orange Cassidy's uh, press conference. I mean, I heard I heard that you know who it possibly might be, but I won't spoil it for you. But you'll be surprised if you know what you know to see that this guy is back. Um, in you know, in professional wrestling, this person, he's a very controversial person. One of the most, um, I'd say, most disliked characters in in wrestling history. But you know, you'll see on Wednesday night if the 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 rumors are true. You know, it'll be interesting. Um, also uh, on uh. NX, um, rather uh, AEW, Vicky Guerrero. She's going to be um, she, she's going to be managing Nyla Rose, the former uh, AEW Women's Champion, and she, now she's going to be teamed up with uh, Cameron, you know who used to be a Funkodactyl, but now she's going by her real name, uh, I think Ariana or Ariane. So now um, the former Cameron is now in AEW. Oh yeah, another person who was in AEW is uh who made their debut is uh Zack Ryder. He's not in AEW, but now wow, he's going Zach by Ryder. His, yeah, now he's going by his uh, uh real name Matt Cardona. On radio. Yep, now he's in now he's in uh AEW. He helped out um his longtime friend Cody Rhodes. When he was about to get jumped, um, I think by the um, the Dark Orders group, you know, uh, Luke Harper, who's now known as uh, Brody Lee, his his mask men, I think they jumped they jumped Cody Rhodes. They were gonna jump um, Arn Anderson because Arn Anderson is you know the coach of uh, Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody Rhodes don't use his last name because uh, WWE has the rights to it, so right. it's just Cody. Uh, let me see what else happened in um, AEW. I'm trying to think. Uh, can't really think of anything right now. But you know, um, oh yeah, Cody Rhodes defeated War Machine. Um, let me see what else happened. Um, um man, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it escapes me for the the moment. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think there was like a the final the final match of the night was um was um what's his name? I'm trying to think. Uh, John Moxley, formerly known as um, Dean Ambrose, he was teaming up with Darby Allen versus um, Brian Cage and. Um, uh, Ricky Stark, you know, basically Taz has a new faction now. Um, man, I can't. I'm trying. To, I can't even remember who won the match, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I'm trying to see like who won. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to, you know, um, catch up with AEW and the NXT. What was I doing on Wednesday anyway? Um, yeah, I think I was watching um, the Yankee game. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Moxley and Darby Allen they they defeated Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Ah, uh, okay. And um, yeah, basically, yeah, best friends, Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, basically best friends and uh, the Jurassic. Um, Jurassic Express, I think, is the name of their group. 
They defeated the Inner Circle. That that's Jericho's group. Cody defeated Warhorse to retain the, the TNT's title. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega retains the AEW Tag Team Championships by defeating the Dark Order. The Women Champion uh, Akira Shida, she defended her. She uh, you know she defeated um, Diamante. And um, basically MJF he challenges. Johnny Moxley in a presidential style. Um, he he cut a, a presidential type of promo, basically saying that he's gonna he wants to challenge um, you know John Moxley for the for the AEW title. So should be an interesting um, you know AEW next week with um, presidential style. I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, basically he 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 was pretending like he was the president doing a presidential um, address, standing on oh. a podium, and he he was basically challenging John Moxley, you know, to to um to to get a title shot for the title, because he hasn't lost uh he hasn't lost a singles match in like two years. He did lose a tag team match recently, but he didn't he hasn't lost a singles match in like two years, so. Uh, that, that was his his um, his take. Any last things you'd like to say before we uh, head out? Uh, no, just everyone continue to stay safe during this COVID nineteen, and hopefully, you know, uh, the commission decides not to cancel the baseball season, and we have baseball for the summer. You're the guy, man. Um, stay safe, everybody. You know, put. Keep your mask on. Keep your gloves on. You know, try to make the most of your your summer. You know, it's August first already. Uh, it's about to be August second, so try to make the most of your summer. And um, hopefully, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, same bat channel, same bat time, same bat station. Check it out. Sports Urban Legend. Every Saturday is at eleven. And, uh, you know, check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And uh, we'll see you next time. He's Macaulay Matthews. I'm William Mamo, And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.